Have you asked yourself, who am I now that things have changed? Or what's next? Or why does it feel like something is missing? Do you know what you want? If so, what's holding you back? Maybe you feel stuck and wish you could get out of your own way. You're not alone. You'll get insight from every angle on these topics and more on the Tips for the Transition, the Career Roadmap podcast. Every week, you can learn the tips and proven techniques to get you out of that rut and feel more confident and resilient. So join us and eavesdrop on our conversations. Hello, and thanks so much for joining us. I'm Maria Tomas-Keegan, and I want to welcome you to the show where we share a little bit of wit and wisdom and wonderful experts to help women navigate life and career challenges and changes. And most importantly, to let you know that you're not alone. Each week through our conversations, we encourage women to become more confident, resilient, and brave in their career and life choices. We stream live weekly every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time uh, on the E360 TV network, which you can find on your favorite streaming channels like Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire. And we go live simultaneously on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, where you can interact with us. And if you prefer to listen to your favorite shows, you'll also find us on all the podcast channels. So if something inspires you today and you want more, please subscribe to your favorite channel. Leave us a comment and share your favorite episodes so we can create more ripples around the world for women. Today, we're joined by the inspiring April Roberts. I loved her the minute I met her. With a rich background as an attorney and a financial advisor and degrees from Vanderbilt and Notre Dame, April is a guiding force for mid-career women seeking something different, alignment. So we'll talk about how mastering time, energy, and confidence can transform traditional success into a life filled with passion and authenticity. April's 15 years of experience empowering female leaders promises to offer you invaluable insights. So get ready for a conversation that's not just enlightening, but part of a movement towards a more fearless and fulfilling life. Let's welcome April Roberts. Hello, April. Hi, Maria. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, I love your movement. I'm happy to hop on. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I love it too. I love it too. And, and you know, we all can take part in this, right? Right, yes. So lots of people teach time management. I'm one of them and help people build confidence. I do that too and learn to manage their energy. But mm -hmm. you string those three things together in a unique way, which is why I, I am dying to have this conversation with you. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I love it. So in my coaching at the Vixen Gathering, I have five pillars that we start with. So every client goes through the five pillars to begin with. And it's really solidifying your foundation to be successful in all areas of life. So my first pillar is time, energy, and confidence management. And the reason I put that first is, Maria, you know how many times we hear, I'd love to do that, but I don't have the time, right? And in my opinion, we all have the time. It's just how we leverage and use it. So a simple way to explain it is time management is maybe what goes on your calendar. So if you think of it this way, I have eight things to do today. I have eight hours. I'm going to do them one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. Whereas energy management is, you know what? Number seven gives me energy. So I'm going to do that right after lunch when my energy dips. And number two kind of drains my energy and I have the most energy first thing in the morning. So let me knock that out then. Um, so the energy management part is a lot about knowing yourself, 
what fills your cup and what activities maybe drain you and making sure that you're placing them well on your calendar for your biorhythm and the way that you operate best. Mm-hmm. And then the final piece is confidence management, which was so important. So Maria, again, you know, I got on the phone with a client one morning and she seemed kind of down and we always start with wins, which was number one rule of confidence management, right? And I was like, what's going on? She said, well, I talked to my CPA and I owe all these taxes. And then I talked to my daughter's doctor and she has to have all this stuff done. And so basically she had depleted her cup before getting on a call where we were working on her emotional energy, right? So number one, that's violating energy management, but it's also violating your confidence management because you don't want to have good, bad news before you need to show up, if that makes sense. Hmm. Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. Yeah. So I love the way that I really I love the way they are also intertwined. They're mm-hmm. they're commingled. You can't really separate them. Um, but people try really hard to do that. Right. Just manage my time, manage my energy and manage my confidence separately. And they are all so intertwined. So I love that you are putting these together. So let's start with Mm -hmm. time management for a minute. Um, So what should we put on our, I hate that word, what could we put (laughs) on our calendars to make it work for us? I like it. So, you know, uh, most people put their to-do list on their calendar. The way I like to teach my clients to do it is let's put everything that's scheduled on your calendar, right? So I like to use Google Calendar. I just find it's the easiest to manage online. And then I'm a big proponent of also having a written calendar. So going into the week, all of these hard appointments are already on my calendar. And then I'm breaking down my goals and other things I need to work on. And I put that into a task list, right? So Mm -hmm. each morning I'm fitting my tasks in where I have openings and where they make sense energetically. So to answer your question, what goes on your calendar are obviously your commitments that you have involving someone else's time, because I really think it's always important to honor other people's time and you're honoring your own time at the same time. The second thing is your goals. So many of us do not put the steps to reach our goals on our calendar. And as we find out what's not on our calendar does not get done. Another thing I like to make sure is represented on your calendar are your personal core values. So Maria, these are the three things that really fill your cup. And again, that's step two of the Vixen Pillars. And so my personal core values are alignment. I like to be on purpose. The second one is affection. I love to give and get affection. And the third one is adventure. So I have this color coded on my calendar and I know if there's no adventure on my calendar for the month, it's highly likely that April's burning out and not reaching my goals, not doing my duties, et cetera. So I really think, you know, be smart about how you color code your calendar so that you can at a glance see, wow, this is going to be a tough week or this is cool. It's full of stuff I really love that lights me up, right? So be very strategic in how you categorize your calendar. And I think the other thing that shows up is what's important to you. So, you know, time with your kids, time with your significant other, time with yourself. Um, And the one thing I like to have my clients put on the calendar and suggest is joy. What brings you as an individual human being pure joy? And to start with, make sure it's showing up at least once a week and that has its own color. And then you Mm. can kind of build over time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love the color coding. I've been doing it for years. It is, uh, it's such a, a great uh, way to so very quickly notice Yes. how much of my time this week or in this day is committed to things mm-hmm. that I have to do. They're committed to, to my clients or they're committed to appointments of other, another kind. And there's, there's not enough time in the day. I have a day like that actually today. (laughs) Me too. I have, I have commitments back to back to back. uh, And I actually intentionally did that 
for myself today. Because this week, you and I were talking about this earlier, I'm trying to wrap things up. So next week, I have nothing on my calendar. Yes. Ah. Nothing but fun, relaxation, taking care of myself. So I, I got to say, so this week, I'm going to make it tough on myself. Because yeah. I want next week to be completely open to do whatever I wish to do at the moment. Well, and where the energy management comes in, Maria, is you knew this week was going to be tough, right? Yeah. You have your calendar organized where you can glance. You as a grown adult made that decision. And yeah. so, you know, we have to treat ourselves. I like to say, pretend you're a professional athlete. If you had a big game, what are you doing? You're feeding yourself well. You're getting enough sleep. You're hanging out with people that bring positivity to you. Yeah. So same thing for you. This is your all-star week. So what you did the weekend before, because when you show up on Monday, it's the cumulative effect of the 72 hours prior. Right? right? So what are you bringing with you on Monday? And especially, you know, I, there may be there may be women or audience members listening who maybe they're not super excited about their career and they're looking to make a change and they have the Monday dreads. And mm -hmm. what do we do? We self-sabotage and maybe Sunday night we're watching reality TV. We're binging on something we shouldn't be eating, right? Maybe having a glass of wine and it only calms pounds the problem on Monday. So again, we're adults, you can make this decision, right? But the energy management comes into, okay, this is a tough week, let me like, you know, be good this weekend, feed my body, feed my soul, feed my mind, knock out this week. And next week, I get the reward. But if you're right. not doing the time management, how do you know what your week looks like? And you know, April, this is all about choices, right? Mm -hmm. We get to make those choices. Yes. So and, and being very intentional about it is, uh, is key to being able mm -hmm. to manage all of these things, time, energy, and, and, and maintaining and building your confidence about it all. Yes. Um, it, it, it's just, it's all a choice. It, a and I like how Agree. And I like how you said choice, because then that gives us ownership of our life. Yeah. And the only thing we have control over are our actions and our reactions, right? So right. let's say you had a poor me moment on Sunday night, and you had two or three glasses of wine, and you feel it when you wake up Monday, right? Own that you made that choice and be like, hey, today is going to be tough. Here's what I'm going to do to make it better. And then miraculously, your day gets better because yeah. you're going in with that confidence, with that energy, and you know what's ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we you know, we, um, I love that you said how we walk into a Monday mm -hmm. has a lot to do with what happened the 72 hours prior to that. Yes. And again, we get to make choices and, mm -hmm. and we get to prepare ourselves if we know that there's something coming up that we really want to be prepared for. It, many of my clients are, are preparing for interviews. So what yeah. do you do the night before and the night before that? Yeah, and the answer to the... Right. And, you know, part of it should be what fills your cup? What are your yeah. personal core values that make you happy? Um, because, you know, let's, let's say your mom's sick, and she likes to talk to you about her medical issues. Well, the night before is probably not the conversation you want to be having, right? Yeah, right. And the challenge, again, this is something else I coach on boundaries. But Women, especially, we feel so guilty setting boundaries that sometimes we don't show up as our best when we set boundaries. So if you have your time management in place and you know I have this important interview, you can really prepare the people you love. Like, hey, Sunday night, I'm not going to be available. I have a big thing coming up because a lot of times it's just giving people a heads up right. with love. That's so right. That's so right. When you set people, other people, so it comes down to teaching other people how to treat you, right? 
Yes. When it, when you set boundaries, that's what you're doing, right? And when mm -hmm. you when you give when you set expectations, that's what you're doing. You're yeah. protecting yourself for what you need so that you can be at your best. And when when we are all at our best, everybody else in our world benefits. There's just no two ways about it. 100%. And I love that we got to boundaries because in coaching on time management and energy management and confidence management, it's all boundary boundaries. setting, expectation and clear communication is key, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about freedom. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about how our calendars if we do what we've just been talking about, how can our calendars give us freedom? So thanks for this question. I love it because I am a person driven by freedom. And I will share with you, as you mentioned, I was a financial advisor for 15 years. So not only was I an advisor, but I owned the company. So that meant that I had a team to lead, et cetera. And so my time had to be very carefully chiseled out. And Maria, to be honest, at first I fought this because that's not my nature to be so scheduled, right? But once I embraced and understood, okay, I wear this hat on Monday, I wear this hat Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, I'm going to leave a little loosey-goosey to give me catch-up time, doing the stuff I don't like, cleaning things up for the week. And if it's all done, I get to take time off, right? So that was kind of the beginning of my time management. And then it got way more specific than that. But what I learned was on Monday when I have hat A on, I didn't have to worry about hats B, C, and D, right? I just focused on hat A and being the best I could be. And then the same thing when I had hat B, C, or D on. And then when I got to Friday, if everything was done, there was zero guilt taking time to see somebody I loved, go meet up with my friends, go do something I enjoyed, because I knew everything had its time. So we talked about color coding. You know, if green means something on your calendar, you should only be focused on green during that 50 minutes. And I'll talk about why I say 50 minutes in a second, um, because breaks are critical. So then when you get to that slot on your calendar that's enjoying dinner with your family, <laughs> you're not thinking about the green block, the blue block. You're not thinking about checking email. You're not thinking about what your team needs from you or what you have to do at work tomorrow because it has a slot on your calendar and it's either already been done or you have confidence that the time's allotted to get it done. You know, I, I love that. And, and what it, what it, it makes so clear is that when you approach your your day this way mm -hmm. it reserves energy yes all by itself just by <clears throat> focusing on what you said you were going to focus on during this time and and honoring that mm -hmm. so that you can move it forward whatever that means until the next time you work on it again, right? Without guilt, right. without self-judgment, and, uh, and you're managing your energy as a result of that. Yes, and I love that you use the term honor because one thing we often fail to do, especially high performers, and I know you have a lot of high performers listening, is keep our promises to ourselves, right? So yeah. by doing what you have scheduled at that time, you've just kept your promise to yourself, which is a huge confidence booster. Um, because like you said, you're not wasting energy on what I like to call wasted emotions, which are guilt, <laughs> regret, kind of those negative emotions that we really don't want nor have space for in our lives. And there, And quite honestly, they're useless to us. Yes. Right? They, they don't serve us at all. Not one bit. Uh, no. and, and I believe, you know, and uh, yet we all have them, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, no judgment here because we all have no. them. No. <laughs> right? 
but they are wasted emotions when we think mm-hmm. about it. And those are those are the kinds of emotions. You know, I always say emotions need motion. They got they got to get up and out. And I love as it as quickly as possible. Uh, and we need to reframe those things. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and I talk about that a lot with boundary setting because, and again, boundary setting is so critical to time management because often we fear the conversation we need to have, right? But if you think about it, your boundaries are similar to your time management because normally you're protecting something important to you. So it's either a core value, a goal you have, someone you love. So same concept as your calendar management, right? And so if you really focus on the purpose behind setting that boundary, it kind of gives you that boost of confidence. And I make the same recommendation, Maria, go out and shake it out, right? Get rid of that fear. First of all, get rid of it in your head and then get it out of your body. And each of us, it's something different does that. So whatever it is for you, which by the way, is a huge part of energy management in the calendar, you have to be aware of what gives you energy and what takes your energy, right? Right. So, so true. Yeah. When, when we're doing things that when we're doing things, thinking about things, even, Mm -hmm. you know, that process of what we call worrying, right. Um, I was taught something years ago by a mentor and I love this. Worrying is like praying for what you don't want. Right. Yes. I love that. Yet we spend a lot of time worrying. We spend a lot of time thinking about things that zap our energy, that bring us down. And we have to, we have to recognize that, right? Notice it and then choose to do something different. Yeah. And And along those lines, I like little hacks, right? Because I think people shy away from time management because they think of it like a budget. And and as I shared, I didn't want to be scheduled either. But as you can see behind me, I love color. So my calendar is very colorful. It's like a work of art that I'm very happy about. But, you know, if you have little hacks, the reason earlier I said this 50 minutes is I'm a certified high performance coach and the data shows that high performers take a break on average every 52 minutes. Now, this may be a two minute break where we're looking at a screen right now. We're looking at a screen most of the day. Maybe for two minutes, you just sit back and close your eyes and take a little pause. But I loved what you talked about getting in motion. So if you have a 50 minute meeting instead of 60 minutes, right? One hour, I guarantee you can get the same amount accomplished if you manage the meeting well, number one. And number two, it gives you 10 minutes to be a human being. So take that time to rest and reset. And if that negative energy is creeping in through emotions or thoughts, get up and go move, right? Walk down the hall, go outside if you can. Um, But it just kind of gives you that time to shake things off and keep moving. And so that time's really important. So two things, one, you want to rest, whatever that is, closing your eyes for two minutes, just not talking for two minutes. And then you want to reset. Okay, these Mm. are my wins from the last 50 minutes. Here's what I'm focused on for the next 50 minutes. So again, you're going in with energy and confidence. Right. And especially if in the next 50 minutes, you're you're walking into a meeting, right? Yes. And you need to be prepared for that, energetically prepared, as well as, you know, prepared with your material, whatever that might be, right? That you can have a confident conversation and you can show up in the very best way possible. So yeah, yeah, we need that reset time and that prep time Uh, And, and we need, and we need to schedule that. And that takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. It truly does take practice, but it's like any habit that once you practice it, it becomes more routine. And now you set your own expectations for it. Mm -hmm. And when you don't get it for whatever reason, the meeting ran long, somebody interrupted your 
quiet time, you know, whatever it is, you'll notice the difference. Yes. yes. You'll notice that you missed that. Yeah. So it becomes very precious. Mm-hmm. And when things are precious, at least for me, there are things that I make sure happen the way I plan them. I agree. And it's a time to honor yourself as a human being. We yeah. are not machines meant to run 24-7, right? So just like you, I have back-to-back. I recorded four of my own podcast episodes to get us through January. I'm here with you. I knew I was going to be on screen all day. So it's like, when and how am I going to eat? So that's part of my planning my day, right? Right. So, you know, I normally fix something in my kitchen. Today, I pre-ordered a healthy meal via Uber Eats so that it would get here at the right time so I could eat. But if you're not Mm. managing your calendar and your energy, that's when you catch yourself, oh, I don't have time for lunch. Oh, you know, I mean, sometimes we don't have time to go to the restroom, right? Which is absolutely, years ago, I told myself, you're not doing this anymore. You're a human being. Let's like take care of basic, you know, human needs. Yeah, biological needs, come on. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I'm lucky because I started out as a lawyer and I I worked at one of the most prestigious firms in Atlanta. So there was a lot of pressure. And luckily, I was too young and naive to fully understand the pressure. But uh, I remember one day a lawyer, like a partner telling me, April, what's going on? I was like, oh, I'm just having a hard time. I can't process this, you know, blah, blah. And he was like, go home. And I was like, huh? Like, No, we don't go home. We work 60 hours a week, right? And he said, please just go ahead, go home, do something you enjoy this afternoon. And I guarantee tomorrow you're going to get twice as much done. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And I started, you know, bringing that in as part of my life philosophy, because Mm -hmm. you were so much more effective after you give yourself that time. Could I have kept hitting my head against the wall? Absolutely. But nothing would have gotten done. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, and and bravo to the partner who said that mm-hmm. to you, because they're usually the ones cracking the whip, right? I know. And and they're not they're setting yeah. a, a really bad example for everybody else by uh, by working 60, 70 hours themselves with no break and burning themselves out. Uh, so I, I love that he set a good example for you and you therefore could um, could adapt and adopt that practice for yourself and now teach others to do it as well. Well, thank you. Well, and that's why I think it's so important to have joy on your calendar. I mean, you know, especially I I feel like as women, when we get into our forties and fifties, and I'm talking generally just because of where I am in life, I mean, we have so much responsibility and so many things we have to do that we forget about ourselves. And I just, I don't know, I think joy is so important. And I love watching my clients start to implement that process and how it changes their life. I have a client right now, her, her father just got put into hospice. And, you know, her son went off to college this year. So she's an empty nester, just a lot of things going on. And the other day she said, April, I put time for joy every day on my calendar to help me get through this. Right. And, and so it really is a tool that you can use because she still has a child at home that she needs to show up a hundred percent for. She needs to be there for her mother. She needs to be there for her husband. Plus she's building a business. So imagine, right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we're all, most of us are, 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 are managing multiple things uh, and, mm-hmm. and our lives are complex and they yes. are full and mm-hmm. time is again, precious. Yep. And when we don't use it to our benefit uh, and I love that you, that you use this word, you said, joy seeking mm-hmm. joy is a tool time yes. management is a tool energy management this all you know it's just flows one to the next to the next but they are tools in what i call our treasure chest mm-hmm. that we we can pull out to serve us when life 
turns us up to upside down. Right. When things get tough, when things get too much, that's when you know you need a break. Yeah. 100%. And joy is, is a great time, is a great thing to do during that yes. break. And I think seeking joy and giving yourself grace. So yeah, if you're yeah, going yeah. through a difficult time, you know, that's how we women are built. Okay, we're going to get through it. We're going to get everyone through it. Yeah. Build in crash time to your schedule because you are going to crash. It might be a day. Yeah. It might be a week. It depends on the situation going on. But in the traumatic times of life, and trauma can come in many forms, right? Like that, yeah. that emotional stress. But just understand that your nervous system, your soul needs a break at some point. So build that in. If you spend the day crying, let yourself do it. If you spend the day watching crap TV, excuse my language, let yourself do it, right? I mean, we all, but sometimes we all just need that crash time, I call it, when yeah. when life is a little challenging and it's yeah. okay. Yeah, it, it's it's more than okay. It's essential. You know, that and, and it's all around, you know, taking care of ourselves, right? That topic yes. of self-care and it's different for everyone. What works for you may -hmm. not work for me and what works for me may not work for someone else. And that's OK. We need to find what it is that works for us. And that's a process of discovery in and of itself. But when we find it. We need to incorporate it so that when we when we do it, when we use that tool, it serves its purpose, yeah. which is to to help us move beyond, move out, move maybe deeper in to whatever it is we're going through. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need at the moment. So, yeah, discovering that is is sometimes a challenge. I agree. And, and kind of a little hack for that is this idea of 50 or 55 minute meetings versus mm -hmm. 60. So, you know, you might not be the one setting the time for the meeting, but show up prepared and ready. So it's efficient and stay. And if you're running the meeting, do everyone a favor. It might be scheduled for 60 yeah. minutes, but Hey, look, we have 10 minutes. Everybody just bought back 10 minutes. Thanks. Let's we've decided right. everything. Go or, make the most of this. Exactly. Or even walking into the meeting. If if you're leading it and say, yeah. I'm going to honor everybody's time. We're going to do this meeting in 50 minutes. Yes. Give everybody 10 minutes back. Who's on for who's up for that and get consensus. And now, now you have set the agenda, which is a great I, way to start. I love that. And you're going to be everyone's hero. Absolutely. <laughs> so you, especially if you pull it off. <laughs> right? I don't know anybody who doesn't want 10 minutes back at least. Right. Exactly. So think if you have that 10 minute spot or a 30 minute meeting, get it done in 25 minutes and yeah. you have five. So again, if you take that time to reflect on what was accomplished and what you're doing next, you could add a third question. Hmm, those 25 minutes, did it drain my energy or do I feel energized? And you just mm. start putting a little notation on your calendar you know, it could be a thumbs down or a thumbs up. I don't know, whatever you want to put on your calendar to show you, okay, this took a lot of energy. This one actually energized me. So yeah. you start banking and understanding how you react. You know, I love that idea because as you look back, you can mm -hmm. understand why you feel the way you do at the end of the day. Yes. If you spent, you know, and so often we just kind of take it for granted or we just go through the motions, right? I'm feeling, mm -hmm. I'm feeling it's not been a good day. I feel blah. I feel tired, whatever that is. But if you, if you note on your calendar what happened during the day, thumbs up, thumbs down, yep. gave me energy, drained my energy, then you can, you can look back and go, now I understand why I feel tired. Or now yes. I understand why I have energy to do something tonight. Mm -hmm. And then you can very consciously plan to do more of the stuff that energizes you. In a <laughs> exactly. Or, or, or balance it better. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 
I know some information. Yeah, and I'm sure that some some women listening are thinking, yeah, but I don't have control necessarily of what I do in a day. Well, this is where you start building your own brand, even if you're in corporate America, right? So one, your brand is how you show up looking. Like people should know you because you show up a certain way. So you can kind of brand yourself that way. But you can also brand yourself by knowing where your strengths are and what gives you energy, right? And then when you're in that meeting and it's like, who's going to take this? Be very clear and say, hey, for X, Y, and Z, I'm your girl, right? Like, and you can start volunteering actively for the things that you know you're very good at are your superpowers and give you energy. And guess what happens? You start getting more of those tasks and responsibilities coming to you. Yeah, yeah. Because people begin to know, again, back to what I said before, you're teaching other people how to treat you or how yes. to uh, how to engage with you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's important. And that yeah. that is exactly what it is. It's it's you're teach you're you're showing up, your brand you're in your brand, right? You are honoring your brand. Yeah. Yeah. And so let's be Oh, sorry. I was just going to add one more thing. Let's be honest. You know, we talked about those wasted emotions and one of them is guilt, (laughs) which I think is rampant. And most of us feel guilty because we have not shown up in a way that we wanted to show up, right? Be it with our loved ones at work to ourselves. So the more you manage your time, energy, and confidence, you start showing up like the woman or man who you want to be, right? Who you're meant to be. And then that's when those negative wasted emotions start lessening because you are living I guess on purpose, I like to use the term on purpose, on purpose, who you truly are as your authentic self, but it over time gets rid of a lot of those negative emotions. And that's why I know, as you said, everyone teaches time management or coaches, but still, I would say six out of 10 women that I coach do not have their time, energy, and confidence management in place. And it's a life changer because when you manage those things, you can show up 100% more often. Like you said, we're all humans. We never show up 100% all the time. So give yourself grace. But you're showing up that way more often. You're proud of how you're showing up. It feels good to you. Your nervous system relaxes on a cellular level. You relax. And life just becomes better. Yeah. That is so, all of that, so, so true. Um, yeah, and, we, and when, we, when we figure out what that is for us, so working on the, so who am I now that things are changing? Who am I? Yes. What do I value most now mm-hmm. that things are changing? Because those values shift as well. And what do I want instead of what I have? And yes. getting really, really clear on those things that helps you to show up. And that's mm-hmm. all of that is foundational to figuring yes. out, uh, to being able to, to show up the way you want to teach others to treat you, right? Yes. And I love that you use the term want, because I always say our want is like our intuition whispering to us, right? Yeah, That's when you're on purpose. Yeah. And so many of us get caught up in what we should be doing instead of what we want. We almost feel guilty for wanting. and yeah. But your want is really leading you to your life's purpose and what you should be doing. Mm. Yeah. I love I love that you said that they're a little... They're the the whispers we hear. There are heart whispers. There Mm -hmm. are spiritual whispers, whatever Mm -hmm. you call them. Um, And they're both to me. But when we when we listen to them and we when we when we hear them and we heed them. Yeah. And that that takes us down, you know, the path that leads to knowing who we are what we care about most and what we want mm-hmm. and then uh, and then following that path mm-hmm. and and this you know the 
effective time management is crucial to getting back your energy and confidence, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing you mentioned, a lot of your clients are interviewing now or a lot of women listening. So here's a quick hack. If you're doing my little thumbs up and thumbs down method, no matter what it is, if at the end of most days, you have a lot of thumbs down, you probably should be going on those interviews, right? Um, because, sorry, go ahead. No, yes, no, I, uh, that was a nod in agreement because <laughs> something's not not right in, uh, in, uh, in what do they call it? Not right in where? I can't remember the phrase. <laughs> I, I, don't, like I know what you're talking about, but like I can't. It. We definitely have holiday brain because I can't remember either. Yeah, so maybe it's Denmark, I'm not sure, but anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, so now something's not, it's, it's what I call, it's not a soulful fit, what you're, what yes. you're, what you're, it's, it may be becoming a soul sucking experience, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah. And the basics of time management is capacity. What capacity do I have to accomplish things today? There's is, you know, there are only so many minutes in the day, no matter what you want to say. And it could be that you're in a position that's expecting too much of your eight hours. And yeah. that's valid. Nothing's wrong with you. It's just the, an adult conversations needed of, hey, I'm always going to fall short on these expectations because there are literally not enough hours in the day. And so in those situations, I'm a huge fan of auditing your time, even when my own team, when I can tell they're getting overwhelmed, I'm like, do me a favor, just audit your time. Because if I understand what's going on, I can help you reprioritize. Yeah. Because I definitely don't want you feeling there aren't enough hours in the day, right? It's just a matter of us reprioritizing our time management. You know, and, and another, another, um, tip here is to to go through the exercise of understanding what you need to do yourself mm -hmm. what you could delegate yes what you you could just discard it's not important and it it doesn't it's not important and it's not urgent Yes. So those are things that you can put at the bottom of the list. Maybe someday they'll make it back up to the top or take it off the list entirely. So when you're when you're auditing your time and you're auditing what you're doing, think about setting the priorities in that way. What do I need to do urgently and I need to do it myself? What's urgent, but somebody else could do it, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of an assessment would be good. And Maria, what I'd love to add is do this at home too. So I, I talk about the oh, same yeah. thing. You know, the things that suck your energy, are we going to delegate, ditch, or write a check to fix them, right? So yeah. same thing. If every night, you know, it's sucking the life out of you to wash the dishes, then maybe you shouldn't beat yourself up. Maybe you need to hire someone to help you wash the dishes. Or maybe you have a child that it's time for them to learn this chore, right? So right. that's a, delegating. You can delegate to someone else in your household. And if there's no one to delegate to, you can write a check to get someone to help you. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about a little bit about... Um, Vixen Gathering. Tell <laughs> us about Vixen Gathering. Uh, what does Vixen Gathering mean, first of all? Oh, thanks for asking that. So the Vixen is the female fox, and it is the only species where the female is more attractive than the male and actually attracts the male species. And if you read the characteristics of vixens, they're pretty empowering. So we like the idea of the vixen. And honestly, I wanted to be a little cheeky. I'm very spiritual. I'm very close to God. But, you know, it's part of we women um, owning our power again. So being vixens. And then a gathering is most of us are looking for community. I just feel so many people are alone in today's world. And even in my one-to-one -one coaching, you know, I like to have networking events for for them, we'll have a membership eventually. But, you know, as human beings and as women, we all want to be seen and heard. So it's important to have yeah. that safe 
place where, you know, you have a room full of women, the conversation's different than if you have men and women in the room. Yeah. So I, mm -hmm. I love that idea. Yeah. And tell me, you know, you and I um, work with a very similar demographic of women. Yes, ma'am. Uh, tell me why you decided to start supporting mid-career women. So I was reading this article on life cycles, and if you believe it or not, and I'm not sure I do, but women start seeking around age 38 to 43, and they start going on a new journey where it's kind of like, okay, I've been successful in my career, I've had my family, I have a house, what's next? And so I just, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial background of a family of entrepreneurs, I had my own business for 15 years. Um, you know, I just was well equipped to deal with change. And Maria 2020 brought a lot of change for a lot of women, right? And it really opened this opportunity to say, what's next? What do I really want? So I enjoy working with women in our age range because they're looking for how do I make an impact on this earth? Like there's something more for me to do. And so the Vixen Gathering's here to support that journey. I love that. I love that. And we need more of that. So you're yes. so right. This is a, this is an, an age where probably men as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I serve women too. So I know this very well. I went yeah. through this myself. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, when we, it's, it's like, what's next? Is this all there is? Right. I'm not, I'm not so happy as I maybe used to be. Um, and things have shifted and changed. I've yeah. shifted and changed. And I, I want something else. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. I may not be really clear about what it is, but I know it's not this. Yeah. yeah. And to add to that, you know, I believe we see it, we see it in our world today. You know, number one, women make 83% of financial decisions in today's world, right? So women are the financial foundation of their home. They're the foundation of their home, period, right? Even if they're not the top breadwinner, they are the foundation of their community. We're seeing increasingly, even in corporate America, that women are the foundation of the communities at work. And so the challenge is if we find women mid-career and they're questioning themselves, the foundation is cracked. And that is not good for society as a whole. Like, right. you know, really helping women find themselves again, love themselves again, because it's so important. I mean, not only are we serving the women that you and I work with, but we're serving society as a whole. Absolutely. Because we need this. We need the feminine energy. We need the love. We need the connection. And so it's so important. I couldn't agree with you more, April. I, I wish we could, we could, we could chat about this, you and I, because we are kindred <laughs> spirits in many ways um, for, for a long time. But uh, I'd like to wrap this episode up, kind of tie it up in a bow, if you would, uh, we end every one of these episodes uh, with tips or key takeaways from my clients. It's why I call the show Tips for the Transition. Uh, so I would love it if you would share your you know, top three tips or key takeaways. Would you do that? I would. So number one is make sure you have room for joy on your calendar. Make sure it has its own color so you can make sure it's showing up every week. Number two is be aware of your energy. Again, what gives you energy and feeds you and what takes it away and start planning accordingly. And the third one is what I call six minutes to change your life. So the first two minutes you wake up every morning, grab your coffee, grab whatever you drink. And then if you can write for two minutes, talk for two minutes, just make note of everything you're grateful for and everything you're excited about that day for two minutes. At lunchtime, take two minutes and look back over the morning and say, hey, here are my wins. Here's what went well. Again, for two minutes, focus on the positive. And then again, do it before you go to bed at night. Look back on your day and think of everything you're grateful for 
everything that went well that day and everything you're proud of. And here's an extra tip. If you have a partner and you can share that conversation with your partner at night, isn't that such a better way to go to bed than thinking of all your problems? So those would be my three tips, Maria. I love that. I love that. Six minutes to change your life. Uh, and then, and then you, 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 you sprinkle those two minutes. We all have two minutes. Yes, exactly. We all can find two minutes to do something positive, to think about the wins, to think about who we helped, to think about who helped us, to think about, you know, things we're grateful. I love that. That is so powerful. That's so powerful. Yeah, I'm gonna do, I, you know, I, I do, uh, you know, something similar, but I do it. I don't do the six minutes. I, I'm going to just do the six minutes. I think that's going to be enormously powerful. Love that, April. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Now, I know that after this conversation, there are going to be a lot of our viewers who would like to get in touch with you and uh, and learn more about what you do. Uh, would you please tell us what the one best way is for them to connect with you? Absolutely. If you go to our website, vixengathering.com, you can check out our podcast, our coaching offerings, and you could follow us on social from there. That's fabulous. April, thank you. Uh, you brought such great energy to our show and wonderful tips about how to string the time and energy and confidence management together so that it supports us in a really meaningful way. Thank you. Well, thank you, Maria, for having me. It was such an honor, and I enjoyed our conversation. I'm, I'm so glad you did, and it was my pleasure. And for those watching and listening, I appreciate that you're a part of this community. So if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a comment, click a star. Let us know that you liked it. And as I said at the top of the show, I love creating and sharing resources for women. Plus, as a career and life coach, I help women navigate the challenging times a bit more gracefully. So if something in this episode resonates with you and you'd like a fresh perspective, reach out. Let's talk. The links to connect with April and me are in the show notes below. And let's meet again here next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific time for another inspiring conversation. Because you know what? I believe it's our time to thrive. So let's thrive together. Till next time, I'm Maria Tomas Keegan, helping you turn transition into triumph. Mm -hmm.